What's up, everyone? This is Jackie, and you're listening to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. As a warning, this podcast contains spoilers for The Legend of Korra. By herself. She didn't even say anything to me. Congratulations, Chloe. Congratulations. You are moving up in the potty training world. You can now pee. <laughs> you can now pee. <laughs> you have permission to pee now. Instead of permission to dance, permission yes. to pee. Oh my god. <laughs> this is all staying in. This is the beginning of the episode. Uh, we don't need permission to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're wow. remixing that. Yeah, so look that's, to um... that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the most sleep I probably have gotten before recording, and I still feel like there wasn't enough. I mean, it's never enough. I'm. I feel like I need at least nine hours to run at an optimal level. Um. All right, everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Avatar. Um, today we're going to be talking about episode 10, Operation Bayfong. Yes. Which, hopefully, we'll have better things to say than the last episode. Because we do. Because we tore that one apart. We did. <laughs> but this one is a lot better compared to that one. Yes. We actually have some action. Yeah, that and like we've talked about before, that's what we, not the only reason, but that's one of the things that we watch Avatar for and Korra for is the action. So, yes. As we've said many times, what we've been waiting for. Yes. <laughs> my, my notes are, um, I, so I'm, I actually took notes this episode. Um, and then at some point I stopped taking notes because the action was good, so good that I was just sucked in, which yeah. is great. The last time I stopped taking notes was because it was such a bad episode. I stopped caring. So <laughs> yeah. this is an improvement. But my first note is actually about Toph and about the Bayfong family because that's really what this episode is about. Yeah. And... I know we've talked a lot about Toph before, but it, you know, it does kind of stay in line with her personality for her to be not the best mom. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really upset about that. And I was thinking, you know, as awful and awkward as it was to watch, there was definitely some writing there, like with Lynn's character, where I was like, I can't believe this is a grown ass woman with how she's handling this. But I will give them credit for the fact that with all of these families that we've seen, you know, we realize that the kids that we idolized in the last airbender didn't grow up to be perfect people yeah which is fantastic as weird as that is to say it's it's refreshing yeah so it's realistic exactly yeah i agree the thing with the dynamics between lynn and toth i mean she calls her mom chief you it's know? so awkward like she's not like hey mom she's like hey chief Ugh. and it's just like what that's awkward yeah like, just say hey instead of anything you know yeah, like, don't add anything extra <laughs> for real and just like the I I think the way that it, they are staying very true to who Toph is, and I think you're right when you're saying the way that Lynn handled it was very immature. Like you're a grown woman, you know, but then you also have Toph who's also so immature. Like they're both yeah. the way they're handling it because Toph's very like, well, I guess if that's how you feel, which is kind of toxic. But I mean, that's her as a mom. Like that's what that's she just expects. who she is as a person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let's be real. She and doesn't care. She really she, like she doesn't care how Lynn feels about it. She doesn't care where Lynn's coming from. Mm -mm. She has the attitude, "Well, I've moved on, so why can't you?" Yeah, it's that's not it, helping at anything at all in that family. Yeah, it makes sense why Lynn is the way she is too. You know, to have those feelings towards her mom, mm -hmm. but 
also at some point i i would just be like man this is taking too much space up in my head you know yeah it's okay like that like this is kind of jumping ahead to the end of the episode but at the end of the episode they had worked out their family differences and they hugged and stuff and i was like eh, that's not the best lesson because sometimes the best thing you can do is leave your family mm-hmm. sometimes your family is too toxic yeah. or you're toxic around your family because of whatever dynamic you have and it would have been fine if she just realized, you know, like, it's, I don't want to be around you anymore. Mm-hmm. And we also have this weird, like, hang up in society where everyone has to forgive everybody. She doesn't have to forgive her mom mm-hmm. for the fact that she obviously was raised in an imperfect household and even a detrimental household, apparently, based on how much it's impacted her. So, I don't know. I didn't really like that. Okay, enough. We can stop complaining. We're not complaining I know, anymore. I know. I'm like... <laughs> But I, I, it's no, weird I totally because I, I it's not against the writing like I guess that is but like I said I actually like that they're willing to go into these family dynamics and to take these characters who we grew up with and be like hey it's okay to not be perfect you can yeah. there's we know Toph's not a bad person we know she's not intentionally a bad mom it's just who she is mm-hmm. so she's doing the best that she can with what she's been given and her personality and who she is exactly 100% so, yeah I agree with that one um but Bolin is the Avatar fan base when it comes to Toph. Like, for his real. reaction to Toph is how I feel like the Avatar fan base in general is whenever Toph is, like, there's fan art made of her or whenever she's on screen. People freak out over her. And I'm like, Bolin, you are representing all of the Avatar <laughs> fandom right now. Yeah, he was uh, gushing a little bit there. Like, yeah. 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 That I also mean, was awkward. <laughs> Toph, like I've said many times, is not my absolute favorite. But I would be freaking out if I met Same. Toph, too. Yeah, because, totally. Because, I mean, she's a legend. But if she was my mom, yeah, you I can see like that. But, you can you see know. both perspectives on it, yeah. Um, also, I put the fact, I the, the laughing emoji, because I put the fact Bolin asked about Lynn's dad. Dude, okay, yeah, like, my favorite part was Lynn's expression. That was, oh my gosh, I cracked up. I had to actually pause it. I was laughing so hard at that expression. That is just, that is art right there. <laughs> I was just like, Bolina would be the one to ask. And it's so, they're already such like an awkward dynamic going on. And they obviously have beef and issues. And then he's like, so what about Lynn's dad? <laughs> and it's like, okay. I mean, we're all curious. Yeah, You're thanks all, for you, asking. You just asked what we're all thinking. But like, and then she didn't really even answer the question. She just told us what his name was. And that they didn't get along. And um, yeah, the thing with Lynn, I remember back when, um, way back in the day when Avatar first, not Avatar, uh, Legend of Korra first debuted and there was that whole conversation about like, who did Toph end up with? Who did all these people end up with? Because we were curious, you know, we want to know what happened. And so, yeah, and you're talking about Bolin representing the Avatar fan base. That was the Avatar fan base asking yes. that question. And yeah, it was no answer. It was like, well, that wasn't helpful at all. Yeah, no. nothing. We were given nothing. Which is, that's the thing with Toph's background and storyline is like, we get to see her, which is great in Legend of Korra, but we get no real background on what's been going on. I wasn't with none of any of them. Cause we really Sokka, don't. Yeah, where, where's Sokka? Zuko, any of that. Like, we don't know anything. Yeah. Sokka's dead. Well, he's why dead. Did, I know, why but why? Why did they kill him off? And why didn't we get to hear, like, what happened yeah. to him? Because like, we don't or know anything Aang. about like, his life. Did Aang die? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. These are the answers I wanted. So they need to be, there needs to be a buffer right before Korra and after Avatar, you know? So hopefully that's coming with, you know, Avatar Well, they did like the, well, they did the comics, but the comics didn't go that far, did they? No. The ones that, I don't know, I haven't read any recent comics, but the ones that I've read are just literally right after they brought the, like, we're creating 
whatever it's called you know the main place republic city <laughs> like drawing a blank here like okay yeah that place I'm like, sure you know they're making the thing yeah the thing fair enough <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, so the spirit vine conversation I thought was interesting was I wonder if maybe they were trying to reference like the Cold War a little bit with that and like the creation of nukes because the the dubstep cannon that Kuvira and uh, Batar Jr. are building mm-hmm. is obviously like their atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. And Raiko's response to that, President Raiko is, well, we need to have one too. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of the Cold War where it was like, okay, so this side has one nuclear weapon we need two. Oh my gosh they have two nuclear weapons now we need five and so on and so forth and that's kind of what i wonder if that's kind of what they were i never thought know. about that but that's so true it's very like we need to one up we we just need to be prepared even though we don't know if anything's gonna happen yeah. we just need to be prepared um this episode i put you you watch kuvira getting increasingly more violent because she's willing to kill julie like although she betrayed her she wants to go put her in this test city and then shoot her with the cannon. Just annihilate her with like, that dubstep cannon. Like, annihilate That's just so intense compared to what, what we've seen before. Yeah, it was just know? like, hey, go to the re-education camp. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, hey, go die. Exactly. Like, you've betrayed me. All right, you're dead with the cannon. We're going to test this out, you know? And I'm like, dang. I really didn't write any more notes because, like you were saying, when the action takes place, you're just so enthralled in it that you, I'm. there's nothing to say because it's just all action. I agree. I have some extra notes here. Uh, speaking of Kuvira, the first thing I thought of when they were sneaking around inside the little factory place and Kuvira walked in was this is their chance to assassinate Kuvira. That was it. That would have been the easiest time. Are you, are you kidding me? You have these powerful bender, benders right here. Kuvira just walked in. Very minimal security. They could have taken her out. They without could have. Like, Bolin's a lava bender. Like, you could just literally... Does no one... Uh, do the writers not understand how powerful that is? You created it and you don't realize how powerful that is? You could have literally just swallowed her up in lava and ended it. But instead, they decide to fight her when the entire army is there to watch her show off her dubstep can. And they're like... This might be our only chance to get rid of Kuvera. You had a chance earlier. It was perfect opportunity. Like, you could have got... Oh, my gosh. But anyways, that's okay because we got a kick-ass fight out of it. So. True. True. <laughs> I forgive them for that mistake. They, they could have assassinated Kuvera like a hundred times by now. But no one wants to assassinate her. They want to like, defeat her in battle, but they won't just assassinate her. Exactly. It's like the whole Fire Lord Ozai situation. Oh, my gosh. Like, just kill them. Yeah. Just kill them because, well, never mind. I was gonna say because you know they're not gonna they're not gonna stop being who they are. But obviously, uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, oh, and then also another <clears throat> thing that like kind of bothered me. So they saved everyone. I know I need to stop complaining, but this like drove me crazy. <laughs> so they save the family and they all get out, and then they hear that oh my gosh, Julie is in the city, and Bolin is like, I have to go save her. I'm sorry, I'm gonna go. And then suddenly Opal who has had done a complete 180 on Bolin in, like, five seconds, decides she's going to leave her entire family there. That she was fighting so hard for. That she was fighting so hard for. She's going to leave them there. Like, you can handle yourselves. Bye. How are they supposed to get out of there? You took took the flying bike. Yeah, exactly. Like, where are they going? She could have very easily gotten them out of the way and, like, into the forest a little bit and then went back and made it in time to help Bolin. Mm -hmm. Easily. Anyways, and it's like I said, it's okay. We got a cool fight out of it. So, you know, I can't complain. Yeah. But yeah, you do see how, like, obviously we've seen Kuvera do one-on-one fights before with Korra and she kicked Korra's butt. 
But I think it's a little different because Korra was just getting back into action, but to see her come and just, like, demolish people with her fighting skills is you finally get an idea of how powerful she really is as a fighter and as a bender yeah oh yeah and that's the scary thing is she's not just powerful like one one one-on-one with her bending and her skills but she has the dubstep cannon exactly i'm glad you started calling that too she's going to (laughs) annihilate you there's no there's no other better word for it it's what it is that's yeah it's a dubstep cannon (laughs) yeah this episode it was it was I think our standards have been lowered for the past few episodes. So this episode was actually pretty good because we're getting some background on the Beifong family, but then we're also getting some action, you know? Yeah. And it's good to see that Lin and Suyin's relationship has stayed stable since they made amends in season three, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a good example of, you know, mature adults coming to an understanding and sticking to that understanding and not falling back into the pettiness that they obviously kind of had a little bit going on there again it's like you said though like yeah we get a little bit of backstory on them but we don't really get the whole story so there's a lot of gaps that we kind of have to fill in our heads but you really kind of can't but yeah I I remember watching the last episode and Opal and Lynn were talking and I was like why are they talking to each other and then it clicked I was like wait they're family <laughs> but it's so awkward yeah to see, like, oh my Opal gosh that's Lynn. so true like that's her aunt she should feel comfortable talking Not to her but I'm like why is this so awkward? Oh my gosh. Like, they don't even really, I'm like, there's no reason for them to talk. And then I'm like, wait, never mind, they're family. There is a reason for them to talk. <laughs> but I'm glad that they saved the family because that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's better than They probably would have got put in that city and killed with the dubstep cannon. And um, let's see, what else? Oh, Opal and Bolin are back together after that like five second moment she took to be like, oh my gosh, Bolin. Yeah, I. They could have written that better. The whole thing could have been all. I get where she like why she was angry, but for her to suddenly just be like, I'm not. I forgive you and all your sins, you know. Mm-hmm. But we talked about is you know the last episode she kind of did this if you really love me thing. Yeah. So I don't. Well, that's a whole other. We're, we've said enough on that. I know. We said I know. Enough. We've. <laughs> we've complained too much we have but that's what it's hard because we have one episode to talk about so you want to like dive into these concepts that they're attacking or talking about yeah well there's only so we're not the kind of people who deep dive into fight choreography or anything like that so or when there's action lore yeah yeah so when like you know there's this kick-ass battle we're like oh my god that was so cool and that's kind of like the end of it yeah <laughs> like we don't really yeah, have anything like, else wow, to say that was cool if you want to see it go watch up some exactly nine. yeah <laughs> or 10 which one is this this 10. is 10 that's right last one yeah was nine. I, don't watch it <laughs> <nine. laughs> i mean i mean the only episode you really need to skip is remembrances which was yeah. what was that eight that's yeah. the only episode you need to skip that's a hard skip hard skip episode eight the rest mm-hmm. i guess it moves the plot line some or along at some point. Well, and I think this was the the nice thing about this episode was none of it was meaningless. Even the stuff with like the Beifong family, even though it didn't really come to a, like a resolution and we didn't get a super detailed backstory, which is fine. It was just enough to give us insight into their family dynamic. And at the same time, we got the action, which we love, as we've talked about. The plot was moved along, along pretty dramatically in this episode. Yeah. And now we're seeing like, whoa, Kuvira really is this super menace threat that's going to come and just... They have two weeks until she comes and blows up Republic City with her dubstep cannon. That's not really... It's not a lot of time. What is Republic City going to do about it? At all. Not at all. Not at all. And there's nothing really... You know, you think about it. 
from the perspective of them, they're looking at the step-step cannon going, there's, I can't bend my way out of this. Yeah, exactly. And they're not getting, you know, they showed uh, Korra going to the spirit world, which we didn't talk about that yet. Oh, yeah. Which was kind of important to lore, speaking of lore. And she's trying to get the help of the spirits, and they're like, well, you know, we kind of want to stay out of the affairs of mortals, so to Mm -hmm. speak, you know. So they're kind of, you know, stuck in a kind of a really crappy spot to try and figure out how they're going to save everyone in Republic City and save Republic City from just the economic destruction of getting blown off the face of the planet. Yeah. At least it's just Republic City. You know, (laughs) now would be a good time to live in the Fire Nation because... Ain't nothing happening there. Yeah, they're, they they've even done mentioned nothing. it at, hardly at all. Oh, that's a really good point. You know, you really a lot of Korra. I can't. You know, thinking back on these four seasons and the Fire Nation's not. I get that there's like the whole like okay, you guys were like the big bad guys in the previous one. There was a lot of Fire Nation stuff, but there's not really much Fire Nation stuff going on in this at all. It's all rebuilding the Air Nation. Obviously, Korra's from the Water Tribes. They got their little Civil War bullcrap going on. And then there's the Earth Kingdom is really kind of like the last season and a half. But there really isn't anything with the with the Fire Nation. So good point. No, and I'm curious because now that they've rebuilt the Fire Nation and, you know, moved past genocide and all of that great stuff, um... Now that they're I'm kind of big evil anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how it's doing. I felt yeah, but they were probably like, you know what? There was too much of a focus in Avatar, so we're just gonna completely drop it. We'll bring they in Zuko and his daughter, but like that's it. And didn't they also bring in um, like his grandson or oh, something like yeah. that in the first season? General Iroh, yeah. who is also Dante Bosco. By, yes. I mean that moment when you hear his voice, you're like, man. It's it pretty great. exciting. It yeah, was, it was definitely because he is such Dante Bosco has such a. Like, his voice is so... Distinct? Distinct. Yeah, you know as soon as he opens his mouth that it's Dante Bosco. I, You know, and that's one of those things... I'm not someone where I really like being pandered to. That kind of bothers me. But I did get really excited then. I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. (laughs) I've waited all season for this to happen, you know? Yeah. Especially because they didn't really... We already complained about, you know? Like, I'm a huge Sokka fan. What the... I didn't get any resolution in Sokka's life. I don't know. And, you know, I I get that there's comics and stuff, but they could have at least said something. Yeah. Did he not have any kids? Yeah, did he not have kids? What happened to Suki? Did they get married? Is she off on her own? Like, she's still part of Team Avatar. Nah, apparently not anymore. I guess They said F Suki. And I'm a Suki stan. I love Suki. (laughs) And I got nothing. That's true. Yeah, she kind of... Except a comic that came out on my birthday. But even then, that's like, takes place in Boiling Rock. So yeah, it wasn't like it was like new, new. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sad. I'm hoping that with this Avatar Studios that they are creating, that we're going to get answers to all of our questions. You know, we're going to find out what happened and build more on the Avatar world in general. And that's, they focus a lot on, um, what's her name? Why can't I think of her name? You know. Um, Kyoshi. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you were going to say, but like, I didn't want to be like, Kyoshi. I want to say Kuvira because it was like K or Kingdom. So I'm like, well, I think a lot of people, I think Kyoshi hits like, I want to make a compilation. This has to stay in the episode. I want to make a compilation of every time we say that we have to edit this out or edit that out. Oh my God. <laughs> it would just be complete inappropriate stuff we could never post. <laughs> like I don't want to post. <laughs> or... Or it's stuff that's, like, not related to... It's, like, okay, a real-life stuff. Okay, there's way too much of that with us. Not related to anything. Anyways, yeah, there was a lot of focus on Kiyoshi, and um, I think that's unfortunate because there is... I don't know, 
I get the I get why people like Kyoshi. She's a badass, and you know, like when I loved in the uh, last season of The Last Airbender when Aang is on the little turtle island thing, whatever the hell that's called, and he was meditating and he was talking to the past avatars. She was the one who was like, "Just fucking kill him. Yeah, just kill Ozai. Why? Why do you have a hang up? I love that because I was like, yeah, that's the resolution. We're all like, yes, go just, Kyoshi. You kill Hitler. It's yeah. fine. Hitler's allowed to be murdered. Yeah. We we Evil applaud that. Can are die. allowed to be killed. He's committing they genocide. They deserve to be killed. He de- <laughs> Yeah. They're killing hundreds of thousands of people and it's like, um, um, should I kill them? Should should I steep to their level? Even you killing them is not even stooping to their yeah, level. Yeah, you're, you're like <laughs> doing the world a favor. Exactly. You're, yeah, you're doing the world a favor by you killing You can't write such an irredeemable flat villain who is pure evil for no reason out of the sake of being evil and then have me and then have me be excited about Aang magically okay that's a whole never mind okay when when we watch Avatar you'll get to hear me complain about how god awful that ending was and it's not just because Aang didn't kill him it was just a deus machina if I've ever freaking seen one in my life yeah which is that will be the longest episode I think of Let's Talk Avatar only because you and I have talked about that specific part for hours before and yeah it's it's easy to complain about. it is it is it's frustrating <laughs> we've got anyway so, topic, so with the since- avatar studios we are really excited about it because hopefully we do get to see not just kiyoshi and i hope they talk about some of the other previous avatars because there was some stuff that we've seen that's pretty exciting and they can kind of do that world building and the lore building which even though we don't talk about it on the podcast me and you are both pretty big fans of that stuff love it um you more than me for sure um and then hopefully we can see i know that they've done comics i haven't read all of them that you know stuff that takes place in between um the last airbender and cora mm-hmm. and i know they made comics for after cora too and they could of course animate that and i don't know it's it's such a vast world that there's so much that they can do even if they were to go into something like this is the thing that's interesting when you have such a big world is they're telling the story from the perspective of the heroes. I would be totally cool with seeing this season from the perspective of a soldier in Kavira's army or someone in Republic City or whatever. Or, you know, imagine, you know, just being an Earth citizen and your queen was assassinated. You got this dumb prince who's now in charge that nobody really knows if he knows what he's talking about and he doesn't. And then suddenly Kavira shows up and imagine like the just a neighborhood like the dynamic of that neighborhood is all this is happening around them and the fighting and stuff that can go on there you know maybe you have someone that goes to join Kavira's army and you can see their perspective as they maybe think they did a great thing or maybe they think they made a mistake like there's a lot of things that you could explore with Avatar and that's as long as the as long as they stay true to the core of what Avatar is they could do literally anything they want anything and we would all watch it yeah I mean we've we've watched so far yeah (laughs) yeah yeah for me and you we've talked and I said this it's hard to believe now with seven or whatever many episodes that have been on how many episodes have I been on um I how many has it been I think you joined in like episode four yes this is episode seven yeah well anyways last seven episodes I sound like I hate Avatar but like I said in the first episode I actually love this franchise and So it's exciting to see what they could do. And this episode is a good example of them being able to balance the drama aspect and deep diving into the themes of, like, family dysfunction while still having the political themes that Avatar likes to do. Avatar being the whole Last Airbender franchise. 
and the action which we love so yeah i am very thankful that this episode they touched on that family drama a little bit but it wasn't the entire focus of the show yeah we don't have time for that yeah this is kuvira's season not exactly. the bayfong season exactly so i'm glad that they touched on it but they didn't spend the whole episode fighting you know we got yeah. we got action we got what kuvira is doing a mix of everything and it wasn't just one thing i th- yeah i think that's what it is is that it's such a good mix of everything that's a good point instead of it just being one thing because a lot of these previous episodes have felt like they were just one thing yeah there's just like one theme in mind and that's all we're going to focus on whereas this is like all of it wrapped into one i'm hoping from this point on because i don't remember um that we will have nothing but good things to say i think we only have like three or four episodes left i think there's like 13 episodes but i might be wrong the last two are part one and two i think i'm gonna look it up real quick because now i'm i'm curious too because wasn't the first book only like 12 or 10 10 or 12 um yeah i think it was only like 10 wasn't it it was shorter season four cora cora season four cora there are when my phone wants to load 13 episodes so we have 11 12 and 13 three more three more just that's crazy man a lot happens then in these last three episodes yeah it's almost like if they didn't have that remembrance episode they didn't wouldn't have to rush it they could have spent more time on stuff Ooh, i don't i'm reading the little synopsis no don't do that it's very it's one sentence it's not very much but i'm like ooh, it gives me hope for a, a good episode well, we have one more episode, and then it goes to part one and part two. Yeah, so and we you really know, part have... one and twos are usually intense. So are we doing, um, and maybe this would be good for people listening to the podcast to know, are we going to watch episode one of part one, and then do an episode, and then two, and that's a separate episode? Or do we want to watch both of them as, like, one episode, because it's part one and part two? I think we should watch it as one episode. I think so, too. just make it a longer episode. Yeah, I'm done because with that. I don't want to have to separate separate it because yeah because we do this we guys i don't know if you know this but we really do watch an episode a week like it's saturday morning cartoon from when we were kids we hold back from watching any further yes. so that we don't get too ahead like i watched episode nine last week at this time and then we recorded the episode and that's the same thing this week i just watched episode 10 and we're recording episode yeah so that is how we do this so we if we seem like we're really excited about watching the last two episodes, it's because we don't want to have to wait another week. We just want to yeah. be able to watch it and see what happens. Because that is one of the things that Avatar really does to you. So just, you just want to keep watching. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so hard about some episodes is it makes you want to keep watching. But we want to stay true to the podcast and not yeah. get too far ahead. Because I've done that with Isaac before where I've kept watching and he's only watched one episode. And then I get confused in my head as to like when stuff took place you know yeah so i'm like oh, i don't want to get too far ahead but it's hard sometimes i mean it hasn't been that hard with the last couple episodes but like earlier in the season i did want to keep watching oh yeah for sure right when i jumped in because i jumped in an episode four like we talked about well not counting out episode <laughs> after that episode after that episode it's because there's so much going on in this in this season it seems like and it all feels so urgent so it makes you want to keep watching like, the whole world is at stake again, and you, I mean, that's exciting stuff. It's exciting to see where it goes, and <clears throat> me coughing because I'm dying and have COVID. And, of course, seeing, I am such a huge fan of great character arcs, and I love the arc that Korra's been on the last two seasons. How she really got humbled in in a very awful way, and she's climbing back up to be even stronger and an even better person than she was before, and I love that stuff, so... 
I'm just always excited to see that keep going. So. Yeah, I agree. Season four made me realize how much I do care for Cora as a character because we really haven't seen her a lot this episode. It's actually everyone else's season. Like, that's how I feel like. Yeah. So we haven't really seen much, which makes sense. She's trying to, like, rebuild herself. She's going through her own stuff. Own stuff. But I'm like, man, I miss Cora. I want, I want to see Cora. I want to, like, see the action that we're so used to seeing, you know? Did we even see Cora this episode at all? I don't think we saw her in at all. In the spirit world, we saw oh, her. Oh, that's right. God, you, I forgot. Oh, she, my gosh. No, I forgot. That's how much happened world? this episode. <laughs> Until you said something. But I watched this episode last week. True. So I was like... That's just how much happened in this episode, though. I mean, this was really, like, an all-hands-on-deck episode. There was so much going on, which is good. I like that. I like that it was very packed and full of so much that was going on, and I can't believe I forgot. I even mentioned that. I know. What the hell's wrong with me? Just, like... (laughs) You are what reminded me of her being in the spirit world. I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. It's such a huge theme, too. I know. Apparently, I said it, and I decided I didn't need to know it anymore and forgot it happened, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this episode, it had a lot of themes, so it's hard to, like, remember each and everything that happened, especially because that part was not a very long part. You know, it was only maybe, like, a minute long of her talking to the spirits, and then it was like, okay, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, you failed. And then, of course, my thing is I always get sucked into the action, so as soon as they started fighting Kuvera, that's all I cared about. That was the most important part of the episode. That was so cool. I love it. Yeah. I sound like a little five-year-old kid. I'm like, I just want to, I'm five, I love it. I just want to see them beat each other up. (laughs) That's all I want to see. I don't care about this family shit. If you're five (laughs) or five and you're saying shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, wow. If you're able to say, like, you don't want to watch this family shit, I would be like, you're really mature for your age. The fact that you know that word and the proper way to use it, I'm impressed. I wouldn't even be mad. I'm impressed. (laughs) This is why we are so, we're both great and bad at recording episodes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ugh. I'm glad that it's just us, though, because I feel like it, you know, that's a... I feel like if, if there was someone else here... They wouldn't, we would start laughing and then they'd just probably like stare at us because they wouldn't understand <laughs> and we'd be like, that's okay. Anyways, I don't know what else to say about this episode. I don't know either. I think this is all we can really comment on. Yeah. You know? It was a good episode though. It was. We're, we're back. A solid we're episode. Back swinging. We're back. And we weren't so negative this episode, so. Yeah, sorry I am the most negative person in the history of Avatar podcasting. <laughs> okay, I am too. I'm really curious. I want to go listen to some other Avatar podcasts just to see if other people have the same opinions we do or or will make negative comments. You know, some I, we've talked about this before. I feel like some people, when they claim they're a fan of something, they're afraid to say something bad about oh, it. Oh, definitely, when, yeah. When if you're a fan, we've said this, you've said it so many times before, you can still acknowledge the fails and the bad stuff within the show or within that fandom. And some people, I feel like, are so afraid to make a comment because they think it's going to it's gonna show that they're not a fan or that they're not as big as a fan as other people. And I that's the thing with fandoms, all fan, fandoms, is it gets so toxic because people will compare themselves to other fans yeah. and be like, oh, well... They're more of a fan because of this. And you can't do that to yourself, you know? Because everyone's different. Everyone has different levels of that. And just because someone may know more about something or, I don't know, can name every single character that's ever been in Avatar, then it's, you know what it reminds me of? is like, 
when you're watching a show with someone and it's a show that they really like and someone makes a comment about it and they're like, well, do you even know all of their names? Name, them. <laughs> Name everything that's ever happened in this in this episode ever. You know, it's stuff like that where it's yeah, just it's like, oh my, that doesn't prove if you're a fan or not. No, it just proves you're an asshole. Exactly. Well, and I think a lot of people, they get their identities so, nowadays especially, so wrapped up in their fandoms to where anything that is negative towards the the thing they love, they take it as a personal attack. Yeah. And I don't, or they, especially if they become like super big fans of the creators mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, Mike, this is a bad example, but since we're talking about Avatar, like if someone were to take what we're saying what we say we don't like about an episode and they say okay they must really hate mike and brian or josh hamilton or whatever and it's like i don't even know them this isn't this is nothing i have nothing but respect for them i've watched their series over and over and over again i've given them money and buying merchandise and stuff so (laughs) um i i think that that's what creates kind of that toxic atmosphere Mm -hmm. is the just need to defend so hardcore it's just it's all art is open to criticism. Yeah, exactly. It's it's subjective. Mm-hmm. And it's not meant to be a personal attack. Mm-hmm. To pe- if you love it and you love the things we don't like, you thought Remembrance was the greatest single piece of animation ever in the history of mankind that there ever was or ever will be, fantastic. Good for you. I just didn't feel that way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's, that's something we stand by on this podcast, is if you don't agree with us or if you have different thoughts... That is your opinion, and this is our opinion. You know, like, we're not invalidating anyone's... We're not trying to say, like, we're right or anyone else is wrong. And it's stated literally in everything that it's just our opinions, you know? So I hope no one takes what we say and takes it personally or think that we're hating on Avatar because, like we've said plenty of times before, we do truly love it. But me and Jackie are also very... We love to, like, dissect things, you know? And so it's hard. I think for us, being a fan of something also means pulling stuff apart like that and being able to look at it and and admit when we don't like something. Yeah, and I think when you're a fan, like for us, when we're a fan of something, we want it to be the best that it can absolutely be. And so when it doesn't quite meet up to our expectations, we wonder why, and then we deep dive into why that is. And it's I, I don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging the flaws of things you like. Anyways. That has nothing to do with this episode. Nothing we are so bad at this. It's it's so hard to stay on track. Um, thanks for listening to this yeah, episode. Yeah, hope you guys. enjoyed it. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar and on Facebook at Non Essential Media. We appreciate your support, and we will see you next episode.